There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. What's better than this? Nothing better than this. You know, when this song, when I first really heard this on Love Actually, like you did too, I thought this was like David Bowie and somebody else. I didn't realize it was a Darlene Love. She's the best. This video from 1990 and uh, one features, give me one of the people it features out. I have no idea. I'm not even I'll give you a hint. Attempt. One was a guitarist for a famous band from New Jersey, fronted by Bruce Springsteen. Little Stevie. The other was a <laughs> famous saxophonist for a band from New Jersey fronted by Bruce Springsteen. Still nothing. Clarence Clement. <laughs> the third was a young blonde actor who starred in a monster hit in which he was abandoned at Christmas. McCullough Culkin. Here we go. Here we go. That's. Uh, Great. Merry Christmas, Alice. Merry Christmas, Thomas Shattuck. I actually have a music confession to me since it's Christmas. Go ahead. I'm about to. Now, you know what would be amazing? What? 
is if you said I the music confession is that um, the lion sleeps tonight while <laughs> I was having sex with your cousin Steve last uh, Thanksgiving. That would be such a massive curveball. That would be a curveball. Not only like is especially because I don't even think you have a cousin. Well, not only that. Yeah, because you've like found somebody who's not even related. Which is that good or bad? But because that you knew the lion sleeps tonight, and like that meant something to you. But although that is not necessarily a romantic song, did I ever tell you about when my the the girl, my high school girlfriend? No, no, I'm sorry. <laughs> the girl I loved in high school, who was somebody else's girlfriend. <laughs> did I ever tell you that she um. The one that you later dated? Later dated. She may, she probably, she, oh God, music, it's so terrible. I loved her and I wanted her to know I loved her. Of course, I couldn't formulate the words until really it was kind of too late and I was like, friend zone collapsed. And So anyway, I was big into classical music and I loved all sorts of stuff. Including... Classical music or like no, I'm classic sorry. rock? Classic right? rock. Okay. I'm, yeah, I'm <laughs> like, not running wow. on all four at the moment. I don't think either of or nobody listening is either. You're not running on all fours? So, uh, Cylinders, Alice. <laughs> not, not my gay S&M gimp life, Alice. This is, but, um, but, oh man. <clears throat> For some reason, because I was still still in the friend zone, like I would be around while she would talk to her best friend, mm -hmm. and I loved, um, I loved um, "You Look Wonderful Tonight" by Clapton. I was always into classic rock, whatever. And I remember her telling her friend while I was in the back seat, "Yeah, and well, right before he made love to me and took my clothes off, he sang to me, "You Look Wonderful Tonight," and that "You Look Wonderful Tonight" by Clapton. Played every four minutes for the next ten years <laughs> on the radio. I could not get away from it. I could not get away from it, and I was like broke, heartbroken in the back of the car. I'm and like, sorry about that recurring trauma that happened. Oh yeah, you. and like I still don't, I don't listen to it now. I don't like. I'm like, I'm no, sorry not doing that. this. I'm doing this. I loved her. He sang this stupid song, and that's all it took. But but you, God forbid, you know, he did work at Domino's. So geez, friggin' oh God, no wonder. That's why I'm a misogynist. I don't have anybody to massage to, really. So <laughs> me. No, what do you mean? You're the you're the the Ike Turner in this relationship. Mm. Um. So anyway, you're such a European. <laughs> She's moved on. At least I'm not like you during your interview the other day when they said they were happy to be joining us, and you said, "Yeah." Oh, no, we, I can't believe we didn't find that. Oh, we should. It's find right at it. the beginning of the interview. It's on our Twitter. If you go find it, they're oh, like, you... "We're so happy to be here talking to you tonight." And you're like, yeah, <laughs> that was a, that was a burn barrel podcast. You call me a European? My goodness. Oh my god, that was just. I didn't even realize till afterwards that I had said said that. Oh, <laughs> what, Tired what of ads think? barging into. I'm just trying to fast forward, guys. I know this is painful. Okay. So, on, but I'm anyway, I was going to make a music confession. In That's the how all this So we have been looking forward to this. And we had a great day today. Talking. These two guys who we talked to are in the movie. Everybody in the Daily Wire. And David Cohn. You're not going to uh, get the job, Tom. To talk Shut about up. Lady Ballers. These guys are crane and company. Just sign up for Daily Wire uh, Premium. And watch Lady Ballers. It is the Daily Wire subscription makes a it great at, gift. It was by the way, it like was? me, okay. you waited. Uh, it was right at the beginning. Company along with Blaine uh, Crane, 
in Crane and Company, you'll find on the Daily Wire, it's the sports show over there, which is uh, something that uh, is so refreshing for me to see, guys. And first of all, thanks for joining us. Hey, thanks for having us, man. We're uh, excited to come on and talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Jesus, what a Tired jerk. Tired barging into you. Was that like, it, was, it sounded like angry Steve from Merrimack <laughs> for a second. Yeah. <laughs> oh, we're really thrilled to be here. Yeah. Why am I mad at Crane oh, yeah. and Company? They're just doing us a favor. <laughs> I know. Oh. You are mad at that, my goodness. Um, very abrasive, but then I saved it by plugging the Daily Wire Plus subscription as a Christmas gift, which I stand by. They're like, why is this middle-aged gay guy puckering his lips and doing that a lot? This is kind of odd. So can I make my music confession now? And why is he rude? Good to be here. Yeah. <laughs> Um. So my music confession is that I may be about to adopt a new personality, which is that of the vinyl record snob. <laughs> because our daughter got a turntable for Christmas. Santa? Santa. Okay. And a couple of Taylor Swift vinyl records. My salt light's low. And uh, yeah, they look low. Um, and I know everyone says this, so it's like a cliche, but it sounded uh, like uh, really good. Didn't it not sound really good? Did it not sound good? Hold on. I I'm thought it sounded good. To, I would rather have you slept with my cousin Steve <laughs> than to be a vinyl record person. Else, I, I'm going to get into it now. Can we start asking people if they've heard it on vinyl because it really just sounds so much better. Have you heard old Miles uh, Davis at the Claymore on vinyl? It is so warm. So warm. It <laughs> fills the room. It's incredible. Oh, my goodness. does sound really yeah, good, has, though. It has the hisses and pops, but that adds to it. Fine. Go through your vinyl period. <laughs> I'm in my vinyl era. You're in your era. early 30s or mid-30s now. And have you Late gone 30s, your, really, have, almost. Have you gone through your like wine snob period yet? No. I find this really good Australian Zin. Oh my goodness. No, I just like cheap wine. I found a really nice chili rat. This is so, this is. Oh God. And, it, you know, I was, I managed to resist some of this stuff. I did resist the vinyl crap. You know, I had vinyl in, in the 70s and 80s because I had to and then moved off. But man, they tried that in the early 90s too. It's like Pearl Jam preferred, they want to press more stuff in vinyl and. Oh, I only listen to vinyl. And vinyl shops were like really cool. Yeah, F mm -hmm. that, man. You know. And the problem is, is that there's such a hierarchy. A lot, lot of people, vinyl shops, vinyl record shops, and music <coughs> stores, if they exist anymore, like Daddy's mm -hmm. Junkie Music and Wurlitzer or whatever it was, they, there's like such an elitist stuff that these like dudes, barely employed dudes who are in there. They've got like one thing over all the customers coming in. It's like they'll look at you and be like, "Yeah, do you have the um, 1965 Stones at the Hollywood Bowl?" And they'll be like going through records and never look over, but they'll say, "Yeah, the Stones didn't play the Hollywood mm -hmm. Bowl in '65." Well, Fritz and Tommy in New Hampshire in the chat are with me. They said it's real uncompressed music. Fritz has two turntables. They sound so good. Wakes up your ears. Those people are both one percenters. Both elitists don't don't believe in anything those people say. Totally it sounded really nice. I thought. Oh, the vinyl people. Oh, and I, I mean, 
I noticed it too. Technically, because rock and roll circus was never released widespread. You could find I, some bootlegs in uh, Perth, Australia, but that's it. But I, but it happened to be. Yeah, the Beatles was, butcher cover is not available. There are a lot of knockoffs. Oh, the vinyl people. But it oh. happens to be because it was Taylor Swift albums that we were playing that they were songs that I'm really very familiar with how they normally sound when I play them in the car from my phone. And, um, it sounded different. Okay. It sounded richer. Oh, doesn't it though? <laughs> it's so warm. It's unprocessed. It's almost as if it's directly from the musician's uh, you know, heart and soul. Right, the aura is is fed through the needle. Imperfect. And Fritz says they sell imperfect. the newer stuff at no Walmart. No, perfect in its mm-hmm. imperfection. Uh huh. Um, Fritz says oh. they sell the newer stuff at Walmart, but I also noticed because I was at Goodwill this weekend that. Goodwill had a ton of like old records, most of which I hadn't even heard of the stuff. Most of which is probably junk, but it would be f- so fun as a young person to like buy a bunch of it and experiment and listen to it. And it's such oh, I'm a, so excited to get into my snobby vinyl phase. Uh, so excited! Yeah, but it's like it's not just that. It's like kind of be retro cool. It's a thing where like. I know about this niche thing that you don't have to know about, man. <laughs> it's, it totally is. Like, it, like the guy, when you go to the sports shop or the like the the sports part of Walmart and you ask about a fishing rod, I did have a gun guy one time who just give me total crap. He's like, I went in there. This is when we first had rats like five years ago. I was in there. I said, yeah, I need a uh, gun, like an air gun that'll well, shoot rats and blow them away. And he said, you want to blow them away? You want to blow them to pieces? Oh shit! Here we go. Just like, leave me alone, man. Just I need something to kill the rats. And he fi- and he found me this like howitzer, which is way too much gun for the rats because it could shoot through our fence. So I had to return it. And he was there. And he didn't appreciate that I was returning it. I've had the same thing too. I remember Daddy's Junkie Music in the nineties when I got a big like stack. They had a, like this Marshall, but Marshall stack. But like this is like. M-A-R-C-H-A-L, like it was not a real one. It's kind of like Squire Strat versus Fender Strat. And I took it to our band meeting, and, and we played it, and it wasn't loud at all. And I took it back, and I said that, oh, can you, uh, I want to return this. He goes, what's wrong, man? Because he got, like, he was getting a commission, probably, like, at $11. Mm-hmm. And I said, it's not loud at all. It's huge, but it's not loud. And he said, yeah, but the amp is just supposed to resonate through the river. And I was like, shut up, you people. <clears throat> Oh, the vinyl people. Oh, that's... With the exception of Tommy, obviously, and Fritz the Cat, they're so And, like, everyone else who's into vinyl. When into vinyl, it's like, oh, yeah, and then they Maybe blo- there's they'll a blow reason into that the everybody thing. says it they'll sounds good. They'll blow into good. it, the, the record sleeve. Here we go, and please... Maybe there's... Maybe it's one of those things that everyone says that it sounds really good because it sounds really good. Maybe there's mostly just pretense happening. And, and although... It, they do sound good. That's not why people are going there. People are going. People go to get vinyl. You could get them off of eBay. People don't get them off of eBay. It's where you go to be seen. The vinyl people want to be seen getting their vinyl, getting uh, you know their their old their old um, you know Herman's Hermits are getting their old Crosby, Stills and Nash. I don't know. Maybe you're reading too much into, into it. it. Maybe people just maybe, like how it sounds. Maybe I've been among these people else. And with the exception of the people who are fans of ours, there is a certain pretense happening. Even my friend Shane from Melrose, from Winchester, who's on, go to go check out Shane Egan. 
He's always like having these yard sales of vinyl all the time. The guy's actually great on social media. He's a great guy. But and I think he means it, but maybe people just like it. The vinyl set has been overtaken just like the art people, the people who watch look at art and then they really look from five feet away and then they just kinda of take it in more. It's like after ten seconds you're bullshitting and we all know it. So you need to be moved along. If I if I have an art when I'm taking over the world, Alice. Mm-hmm. One, two things I will do before I'm assassinated. Okay. Probably by you. Um is one, everybody who can get off the plane in 15 seconds is allowed to sprint off. Two, you're allowed 11 seconds to look at the paintings in an art gallery. Because after that, you're being yeah. pretentious. I noticed that on our honeymoon, actually, because we were in <coughs> D.C. and the yeah. National Gallery, we power walked through. Damn right. 11 seconds apart. speed. 11 seconds apart. And then if you're... If you, Breach 11 seconds and you go into one minute territory, then armed and masked federal thugs should beat you with billy clubs. That is my decree. Those are my decrees. Thoughts? I like museums and I like art. And now I'm into vinyl records. Well, you were steeped. You grew up in a a W town. You steeped in pretense. In an L town. A woman of... But it's W town. That's what they call those. I know, but... Um, steeped in pretense, steeped in, I mean, the, I mean you're, you're the ultimate thing. You're a Waldorf school person. Uh, the toys we play with are only wood, local wood. They're dull toys <laughs> with no enjoyment p- That's potential you have whatsoever. That's imagination. <laughs> that means not a toy, is there? <laughs> That's what all the, like, Silicon Valley tech people do with their kids. They all go to, like, Montessori and Waldorf think, schools and never see a screen. might be elitist dickheads there? <laughs> They're all buying vinyl, too. They're showing us. Oh, yeah, you'd think I'd be Mr. MP3. I'm going to not expose my poor little Peter's ears are not going to be exposed to this trash digital music. He's going to be raised vinyl only. You know, every, like, 21 minutes, you have to go flip the vinyl upside down and start Mm -hmm. it again. Yeah, and it's it's hard to go back and, like... Listen to just you know what else? Be really pure and just get a player piano from (laughs) 1930. You know what? Only those little music boxes where it's like the metal wheel with the pins on it that push the things over as you turn it. What is that song? Do you know, by the way, that those used to be those little music boxes? That's like they would record people playing on those. That was like one of the earliest forms of recording music. Like a, a pianist would like record it for the music box. Yeah, but those, but, but they have their own chimes in there. Yeah, but it would co- they would copy the pattern of the thing, of the person playing onto the chimes for like the timing and everything. Anyway. Huh. Huh. All right. Um, I think it's fascinating. Bringing me to something else that I wanted to get to. Okay. You know who made this song? No. It's like Stephen Foster or something? I don't know. Oh. No, racist. Scott Joplin. Why am I a racist? Because he's black. 
I am quite. So I'm uh, not allowed to not know who. Can I be honest with you? I'm, I'm shocked to hear that. I had, I just never thought that this, this guy who did this was a black hat. And it's not for any other reason than it just seemed to me like this would be a contemporary, like of uh, Copeland or something. <laughs> this song was brilliant. Yeah. This song came out. This is an old song, Alice. He composed more than 40 ragtime pieces, one ragtime ballet, and two operas. He was dubbed the king of ragtime. Uh, later recognized as quintessential rag, he considered ragtime to be a form of classical music meant to be played in concert halls and largely disdained the performance of ragtime as honky-tonk music. He grew up in a laborer's, a labor rail, railway family uh, in Texarkana, Texas, developing his own musical knowledge with the help of his teachers. He formed a local quartet, yada, yada, yada. He was the second, he, he second of six children born to Giles Joplin, a former slave from North Carolina. Wow. Amazing, huh? It is. The song was like made in like 1870 or something. That's incredible. Yeah. We're stop Scott Joplin guys, I think, Gabby. Nice. Who knew? But it sounds great on vinyl. No way. Oh. I... I can't stop this. <laughs> oh, here it is. Okay. Thank you, Scott. All right, go ahead. Go ahead. Didn't you say that you made another discovery? No. Did I? I don't think that I said that. All right. I'm going to talk about a tweet we, that I saw. What? Um, oh. What? Um, I just wanted to ask you. <laughs> by the way, Alice, Merry Christmas to everybody. By the M- way. Merry Christmas, of course, to everybody. Yeah, we, Alice and I were up way early in the morning, and so we are like kind of out of our minds a little bit right now. I mean, we're happy to be doing the show, no doubt, um, but we're not all necessarily all here. Probably like you weren't all there. Did I spend any time saying th- hello to Barbara? I don't yesterday. know if you said hello. We don't to know. So that's the problem. It's been such a blur. <sighs> yesterday we weren't even able to shower. Yesterday we were wow. so busy. Wow. <laughs> we were so busy um, that we just were rock and rolling, going, going, going. But uh, yeah, th- Barbara, nice seeing you in Market Basket. Alice, that makes this month the fourth person <laughs> who's recognized me. Is that a new record? I think it's Steve and Groveland, right? And, no, Mike and Groveland. No, Mike and Groveland. I'm sorry. And then I think it was Paul and Groveland who stopped the car, which that we like. That's extra points. And then Barbara in Market Basket in Blueberry Port, which is who was listening to the show while. Incredible. Alice, we need to. I need to be carrying like t shirts or merch for people who are listening to the show while they see me. Mm hmm. Do you realize how. What an ego boost that is to me? Sounds amazing. Do you really? When I I look at me shirtless in the morning at fifty in my bank account, and I say, "Really?" and then I get recognized out there, and that's that's a huge ego boost. That's so exciting. Yes, that's more exciting than babies. I don't think so. I like babies well, a lot. Please, no, I'm not a baby guy. I'm a being recognized out and about guy. So please. Mm-hmm. I'm generally on Route 113. Anybody out there, please. Even if you, <laughs> Even if you don't know who he is, just, just stop please him. Tell, ask a friend to just <laughs> pretend. I'm the fat guy with headphones, soon to have binoculars, too. 
And pushing a baby carriage soon. Yeah, I don't mind that either. You can put stuff in there. Yeah, All you've right. always been into that. All right. Um, I wanted to ask you what you thought about Simone Biles' boyfriend. Oh, is this the guy who said that he's like cooler than her? Mm-hmm. So here's my feeling on Simone Biles. I like her. I have no problem with her. Do you have a problem with her? Well, it's funny because I just said, here's my feeling on her, comma, and <laughs> guess what was coming up after Your that? Your opinion on her? Yes. Um, my feeling is this. My feeling is that she is, she brings shame, shame to identity politics and, um, and uh, like, quotia, racial quotia, uh, uh, not quotia, quotia, quotia quotas? Quotas. She she brings shame to all this like historic first woke stuff mm-hmm. because she actually is the goddamn best at what right. she does. She's the best of all the best. She's not a historic first. That doesn't matter. The fact is she's Even a though dominant she is, though. historic first best greatest of all time. Mm-hmm. Did you steal Cyril's mushroom? No, I brought it in here to get it put get batteries in it. No, I'm going to put new ones in it from here. So it, that's like one of the, re- the reasons I hate all this stuff. Like, like Karine Jean-Pierre and doing all this stuff. And, and the, the fake admiral yeah, who's a guy good. from Wakefield who's pretending as the first important woman admiral. And stuff. It's like all that stuff, it just muddies the water where, you know, I, I know that left progressives are actually like, do actually feel that blacks can't do that much. But they can and they do. And Simone Biles is actually the best. At what she right. does, she's freaking awesome. She's a she's she's awesome. She is somebody to look up to for all kids, little white kids, little black kids, little everything kids. Yeah, they should all want to be Simone Biles when yeah. they grow up. She is a remarkable athlete who has overcome some tough horrible, obstacles. Yeah, horrible, disgusting uh, challenges, and she is she's awesome. This guy, I don't know really. Did he say he was cooler than her? Was that his thing? He said he hadn't heard of her and that like she liked him first and all this maybe, stuff. Maybe if this is guys cope, you know. Maybe I mean that's the thing you tell yourself. That's the thing you want to put out there, I guess. And make stuff. So, maybe he hadn't. Maybe maybe he hadn't. Who knows? Like I, I like who's the girl from Brooklyn? But I think people. He had this interview where he was talking about it, and I think like people felt like he was like putting her down almost to make himself seem bigger than he is. I mean, he's a football player. Oh, a pro? Yeah. Oh. But I don't know how, like, big... I don't pay that much attention to football, so... Um, Apparently, he's with the Packers right now. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah, he's maybe he safety. hadn't heard of her. Who knows? Maybe he hadn't heard of Safety's an important position. Uh, I guess. But, yeah, so... You know, I people there's this video of him going around and people are just saying it feels like he's putting her down, kind of. Maybe. I mean, I think for a lot of guys, it's a tough thing to be dating the greatest of all time at something. I think it's tough. And he's probably not. I don't know him, but maybe he is. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. 
I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. But he's probably not the greatest safety there of all time. I think for a lot of guys, it's probably tough if you're competitive as well. Mm-hmm. I mean, for some guy, I assume that's tough. For some guys, it's probably not. I was thinking, like, well, Brady dated Giselle, and she was the best. But then again, he was the best. And the things that they were best at are really different things, too. Like, she's also an athlete. Yeah. But she's, like, in the Olympics and, like, extremely famous. And, and, and also, there's something to be said for this guy trying to overcompensate because of this. It's like, mm-hmm. Doug Inhofe seems like a pussy, doesn't he? Oh, Yeah. Like, the, sure. like he should be doing something to try to compensate. Like <laughs> He should be putting down combat. Yeah. It seems like, like, Prince Philip in England, like, he, like, was also, a, like, a man and, like, was okay. Amhoff is, like, a bitch. Yeah. No, he definitely oh. seems like that. Mm. Um, He's also an idiot, though. Yes. Like, did you see his Hanukkah tweet? I don't think we ever yeah. talked yeah. about that. Yeah, he totally misportrayed Hanukkah as the, the. He was like, "Oh, the Jews were hiding in caves," and he's right. like Jewish, right? Hiding so. caves in the and they had enough oil. That's not at all what happened. But, <laughs> but I must tell you that before I had the people from commentary tell me what happened, I didn't know. I knew then, what and, but the, on but the, but the thing is that really I'm just as culturally Jewish as, as he is. Well, that's right. the problem. Neither of us are. Yeah. So, and that's the issue because. But they needed one for Hanukkah. <laughs> so, but like maybe ask your staff to go look up what hanukkah is before you tweet it he did (laughs) well someone pointed out that the way he portrayed hanukkah is actually a lot like the way hanukkah was portrayed on the rugrats in the 90s i didn't know that 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 was i remember rugrats yeah but they have like a hanukkah episode and is that on pbs pro i assume no rugrats is a nickelodeon show oh duh Dude, I was hitting the town, kid. Oh, I was watching Rugrats. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, so maybe that's like where someone, either him or his staff, got the idea that that's what the Hanukkah story was. But anyway, yeah, he got it totally wrong. But, you know, maybe he and Kamala are great together because they're just both total morons. Uh, Yeah, I would say so. They're just both dumb people. And they yes. light candles for the picture, and they have no idea what it means. And By the way, fine. Alice, you know, I am somebody who was repeatedly promoted in, in fields that I was into, into management roles that I had no business being in. And so I was, I have been a clueless person in management mm-hmm. and not known anything about, like, uh, but I was a hard worker 
like first getting into radio, I didn't know anything about. I think I told told everybody about this, like traffic and continuity and this and that, and what copy meant and, 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 and production order. This I didn't know anything in the sales. Stuff, I didn't know any of the words. I learned to mimic them so I could get through meetings. But I wasn't also I wasn't interested in that part of it. But everybody promoted me to be that part of it. I really wanted to just be on the air. Um, and I, and I've been in like I worked in newspapers, whatever. Without knowing anything about column inches and this and that and budget, me being in them and I've been clueless. I understand what it is to be clueless, but I scrambled to be able to survive in a way that would make me it seem legit or at least get wins. And newspapers, when I didn't know much, I at least stood up for the staff in ways they weren't used to. I said, "I can do that. That I can do. The other stuff, you know." Or um, in in radio, you know, I was, I happened to also be a radio listener who right. knew content, and you know, I was, you know, I was like, I get some stuff done. Well, and even on the news side, like you're obviously not a big newspaper reader per mm. se, but you are a big time news consumer and know what's newsy and what's interesting and what's not, in right. a way that a lot of people who supposedly went to journalism school do not understand. Yes, all no, totally. Totally, yeah, and especially then that's when there's like deadlines and there's no excuses and sort of. But the thing is, the the problem with her is that she just doesn't want to. She doesn't want to improve. She's an incurious person. She's incurious, and she's incurious because she knows that she was only brought on, and it was said overtly. She was only brought on because she's a black woman. That's it. Mm -hmm. And that's why she was brought in, and it was transactional. It was out in the open. I, I assume that for her, it was it's got to be a little bit, um, um, humiliating that they're saying this out loud. Right. We're gonna find a black woman. <laughs> like we're not gonna find. We're, they didn't say they were gonna go out and find a politically experienced former district attorney who's a who's a successful senator no we're gonna find a black woman it's between her and three other totally different backgrounded people because they're all black let's mm -hmm. find the best one now let's do some re market research da, da, da. and that's it so they found a black woman so she was hired to be a black woman so she's just being a black woman she's not being right. a expert in and that she is actually able to do <laughs> yes she's not an expert in immigration not an expert in anything else. She's just a black woman. That's it. Which brings me to uh, this thing I found the other day from this racist globe writer, Renee Graham, mm -hmm. who just has this. It, it just it, this is neither here nor there, and this is a little old, but this is her com defending Michelle Wu, saying, "Will I get Mayor Wu offering an apology to Willie Bennett and Alan Swanson, two black men falsely accused of the 1989 murder of Carol Dematty Stewart?" committed by her husband, it also feels like another woman of color having to clean up a colossal mess made by white men. Mm -hmm. So, first of all, Wu has not cleaned up any mess. The mess was cleaned up, indeed, by white men. Right. At the time. White men also found the right white man who did this closed in on him, and that white man jumped over a bridge. Right. And that wasn't cleaned up by a black woman. None of this was cleaned Michelle up. Michelle caught him, right? Cleaning <laughs> up is not 30 years later making some weird blanket apology on behalf of the police 
of whom want Willie Bennett shot one. It's it's like there's no clean this whole thing. Like black women have to clean it up again. It don't, I'm not I'm not gonna get into the count race achievement things, mm-hmm. but I'm not also taking more BS the BS bromides about. Oh, oh, guess what? In fact, it was actually voter traffic to clean up. Black women have to clean up. There is a failure in the black community right now, as there is in um, marginalized communities that are white. In mm-hmm. a lot of the failures are specifically because of the women mm-hmm. because of the women right nobody gets pregnant from walking past somebody doesn't true. happen true so i'm saying is don't like you hold like, like no it's time to sell it no it's not time to sell it's there's a lot of messes out there mm-hmm and it, I'm just this idea that we're gonna. T- and yes, there's a lot of black women who've done wonderful things. I think that uh, uh, what's her name with the shotgun in freeing slaves, Harriet Tubman. Yeah, should be on a dollar bill. Should, there should be a rename Black Lives Matter Boulevard in Washington D.C. to Harriet Tubman Ave. There should be. There have been a lot of black women who've done incredible things, indeed, but. This idea that we're cleaning up once again from stupid whites who ruin everything. Willie Bennett was a person of interest because his own family turned him in. Right. And he was a POS. He's not somebody to be celebrated or to apologize to. For Nobody shoots a cop at another guy we're apologizing to. That's your standard in the community? Well, yeah, there's no reason to apologize for arresting a suspect who was a suspect in a crime because people were saying he was bragging about doing it. Well, right. That's not, like, something that the cops did wrong. Right. And as far as I'm concerned, if I go into um, Petco and Mm -hmm. I shoot a Petco worker, at no time does Petco management ever have to apologize me on behalf of the workers. Ever. Regardless of whatever happens in the future, even if they accuse me of stealing a (laughs) placostomous catfish, they never have to. Management never has to do that. I think they're cleared. Right. What else is up? What else is up is um, the uh, holiday has brought out the worst in some people. Um, There is... um, There was one person who posted about um consent and um children did you see this yeah i did yeah some woke chick pain in the ass was was saying that i believe this is a man in the the original poster oh really um so this person posted uh the other night exercising a great deal of empathy and proactively assuming the best intentions i rolled a joint grabbed a beer and invited him out on the porch for a chat i believe this is a brother-in-law i explained as gently as i, I could. rolled a joint grabbed a beer okay i explained as gently as i could that i he needed to be better 
I expected to need to explain. He's 50. He's white, a man with authority in his job. It wouldn't be the first time a person has had to explain to someone like him the basics of consent. I made the conversation specifically about teaching bodily autonomy. I rolled a joint. If he had white trash like that, would get it. I didn't accuse him of anything else. I had to specifically call out a conversation he had with my four-year-old where he requested a hug from her dozens of times and she consistently said no over and over. And he was asking if he could have one, two, three, four hugs and she kept saying no and he kept counting higher. We aren't okay. The sister is also our best friend. We trust her totally and love her dearly, but her husband's behavior, the way he clearly misrepresented the conversation, became defensive and bailed after that conversation is extremely disturbing. It's not normal. I can't emphasize enough how... In fact, oh, you have to end with, I grabbed a joint, gra- rolled a joint, grabbed a beer. And explained yeah, to him... See, I was on his level. That I found his behavior of asking for a hug from my I knew my from my training as a social worker to meet him where he was. Well, right. And also, it's okay to ask your niece for a hug. Right. I think it's okay. Assuming that you're not a pervert, which I'm assuming he's not. I also because- assume most pedophiles don't do the pedophiling in the room full of the parents. Well, actually, mm-hmm. actually, not in 2023, 20, actually, they do, because the parents bring the kids there to be pedophiled <laughs> against. Uh I can't emphasize enough how gentle and how explicitly not accusatory I was. I wanted to give him a chance to definitely understand a post-1970s concept of consent and see if he could respect it once he understood. Instead, he left and took the whole family with him. I'm 50 years him. old. Post-1970s, uh, how old was I? Three. I was, yeah. I, it became the 1980s when I was seven. <laughs> so, yeah. Things have changed, man, says the younger, clueless, woke idiot. I'm worried for my nephew. I miss him so much. I don't think his dad is a good man or a safe person. I hate it. And I hurt because... Okay, of- Else, I can't. I can't. Okay. This is, this is take, open my drawer with the key that I have hidden next to the fishbowl. It's next to the uh, blue, um, blue sand that I bought. And under there is a key. And I open my desk drawer and then... I hurt because a lifetime of goodwill and closeness with my sister was thrown in my face over me standing up for my kids. I didn't think in a million years it would end up like that. I'm devastated. How is he not kiddos? They will be kiddos soon. But I don't regret it, any of it. I said what needed saying, kind to a fault, and I said it well. It turns out that years of therapy can really pay off in the conflict resolution department. Here we go. Perfect. Unfortunately, I can't make anyone else go to therapy, and I can't do all the emotional heavy lifting. So he tried to make it work. Actually, this dude just blew up his family for no freaking reason because it's fine for adult relatives. Unless you actually think they are a pedophile, it's fine for them to ask your kid for a hug. And the consent thing is only a thing when it comes to intimate relationships. It's not actually a general principle of bodily autonomy because four-year-olds don't actually have a generalized bodily autonomy, right? They don't consent to brush their teeth a lot of the time. You know what I mean? They have to do a lot of stuff that they don't want to do. They don't actually have my body, my choice. Four-year-olds. Correct. So that's a weird thing to want to teach them. And obviously, when it comes to things like inappropriate touching or something, clearly there, clearly you have to teach kids to watch out for, for strangers. I'm not advocating that. But this consent discourse is so insane to say that like, oh, my child did not affirmatively consent to be hugged by her relative is insane behavior. 
And to sit down your relative over that and talk down to them like they've done something wrong. Roll the joint, Craft Beer. Hey, bro. What's up, man? Nice to see you again. Been a while. How about those socks? Hey, bro, let me throw something out there. Dickhead. And then for him to say that his that this couple's kid, his sister and his brother in law's kid is like not safe. Not my brother in law's not a safe person. I'm worried for my nephew. God, please. You're not a safe person. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Exactly what's going on. Alice, what is the hot sauce? The hot sauce is the Chelsea Fire Wicked hot sauce. And they bring us the Chelsea Fire Wicked hotline where you can leave a chat chat message for the show. More messages about uh, Steve. The vicious hit by... Um, oh, good. Steve from Merrimax in the chat wondering if there's any more Steve from Gloucester hate. I've, I've gotten some messages from others as well. Others. Not pleased. Not pleased. Not pleased wow. about uh, Kirk himself, Alice. Wow. Being a dickhead, he is. Always have had his back. Always, never done anything. I think. I assume that this is. I assume this is. You know, the problem is, is that this is like it's not a Kirk. It's a bit. It's not a bit. This is not a bit. This is him, like really, like feeling that he's been harmed or wronged, mm-hmm. and that's bitchy and incorrect. But I think that I think about it now, and I think that probably this is what you get. Like when when I pitched Barstool for us. Mm-hmm. I did everything to avoid having him be any part of it at all. I didn't right. name drop. I didn't say, hey, you might know me from... I didn't do anything at all. But simply send a pitch to the fifth person there I had sent a pitch to. Right. And then he got it and decided, oh, it's got to be all about me. And so look, he uses my name. I use the name saying that, that we do our show autonomously like KMS does. And we're here in Boston where gambling's not legal, which is why you're to hire us, please. You know, that's the whole thing. Mm-hmm. It's like there's no, there was no stolen valid, like, BS. There was no, that's all just pathetic. pathetic. And quite like, to be honest, considering, like, he's excommunicated. I don't care about, I don't have to be in the show. I don't have to be, it's okay nobody mentions, I don't have to be mentioned anymore. I, obviously, I love all that stuff. But, to be, like, categorized with these people who are, like, truly bad people, like people who want to harm his family, or, like, this guy from the gym near him who he hates because the guy was, like, whispering behind his back. Like, I have done no such thing. I've only been pro. So, F you, Kirk. That's shit-ass, even for you. That's crap. But I will say, mm-hmm. um, yeah, Steve has gotten, there's been more Steve uh, whispering campaigns. Speaking of whispering, whispering campaigns. When did Steve from Merrimack oh, wow. become Pontius Pilate? Wow. I am totally <laughs> hurt by the fact that I was called Judas and Disgraziado, even though I was trying to defend a man in Shattuck who broke his promise of having me on the burn barrel and who said That's he true. was going to come to Gloucester to have tripe with me, and I, that still hasn't happened. It's open-ended, Steve. I haven't had tripe yet, although I did buy some at what is it, the place on Route 1 there. I still tried to defend my Gumar podcast by trying to change the subject on the show. I knew what Mikey the Rat Montante was up to. And still, I'm called Judas and a disgraziado. So if Pontius Pilate and Merrimack wants to crucify me, that's totally fine. Wow. I will hang up 
and retire from calling into the Shat Chat. What? No way. No, I was trying to defend Shattuck. So let me know what you want me to do, Pontius Pilate. Oh, man. Wow. Holy goodness. Hi, Steve from Merriman. And another thing. Uh, Judas from Gloucester oh. starts flailing when he's under some uh, questioning from Kirk. And what's the first thing he does? He throws Tim from Canton under the bus. That is true. Without hesitation. That is true. Tim from Canton oh does my it too. God, that was true. So brutal. Oh, if there had been six burn barrels there, he'd, he'd have thrown them under, <laughs> under six buses. Oh, man. God. Don't get in a foxhole with him from Gloucester, we call him. Oh, God. Thank you. <laughs> By the way, he has mastered my masterful Trump, mm -hmm. which was which was uh, validated this week by your sister, as a matter of fact. <laughs> Did my sister go out and start to have a Trump impression just to one of you? Mm -hmm. So you said you went to a gay bar, Tom. Yes. And the drinks were stiff. Yes. Oh. I mm -hmm. find that hard to believe that that's the only thing that was stiff in a yeah. gay bar. Well, I thought dun, about dun, making that joke. Dun, dun, dun. That that is, you know the song? Yes, it is. Yeah. Okay. It's the, the police yes, in the bar scene. Yeah, yeah. Great scene. Great. Never will not won't be funny. Um, Steve from yeah. says it's everybody else's fault, right, Steve? Yep. Um, yeah. No, I. There was a room. There was a. So this. This gay bar had a the the Cambridge Street right kind of across from Buzzies, um, roast beef had the main floor, and then there was like downstairs is where like a good bit of the action happened, like mm -hmm. with the dance floor, et cetera, where Paul kissed me, and then there was the <laughs> sub basement, and that <laughs> That's was called the really bad thing. That was happened. called the sling. <laughs> oh jeez! And I think that there was lots of like uh, levy. Uh, um, What's it called? Not let winches and cranking things, and <laughs> probably yeah, there was a lot of mechanics okay. going on down there. But I've never made it down there. So never did. Okay. They were round. They had once been made of rubber. Huh? Ralphie, why don't you go help your father? Really, can't? Yeah. Watch the traffic here. Okay. All right. I said the word, the big one, the queen mother of... Germany. Oh, yes, the Christmas story. Dash, dash, dash word. What did you say? <laughs> yeah, that was, obviously, we love Christmas story. Jim Backus, Albie, you know who that is? Not sure. Doesn't matter. Merry Christmas and Bon Natale to Merry everybody Christmas. out there, excluding the rat, Mike Montante, who made the no-fly list. People don't forget. Wow. A lot of misdirection, redirection here. A lot of uh, infighting. I know. Oh, my goodness. Mark well, and Tommy in the chat say Steve from Losser has an inflated sense of his own stardom. I think that's probably, <laughs> that's probably fair to say. You know what I like about Steve? One of the things I like about him on the show, on the, on the Minahan show, though, mm -hmm. is, is that he's not really selling the mafioso thing it's not really done it's kind of like me doing trump it's not done like well 
The, the, it's not selling as a mo- he he's not bada bing. He doesn't like, Steve doesn't sound like that really. No, he never does to us anyway. But I like Steve on there, and I so do I. And he's, I mean, compared to a lot of Mina fans, he's, um, like I I he's like just a really interesting person with a lot to say. Some of the third you know, chairs that get in there are like. Totally great. Even the fact, like zeros. Oh yeah, totally zeros. And like even his uh, like gig he has doing the Amazon stuff is like really interesting. No, it is interesting. Yeah. I feel like he has a lot to talk about and a lot to say. And I like when he's on there. And I think he's funny about Gus and stuff. And I, I don't know. I, I enjoy it. Yeah. No. No. Definitely has he has got it in his mind to add to the show to kick the ball and play to create more storylines. And that's that's huge. That's huge. And obviously. Kirk likes it because it's he's making hay out of it and mm-hmm. yeah I'm all I'm all for it and I, I do but not I'm pro Montante also I like both Steve from Wallace and Montante and I of course like Steve from Merrimack and all the people who call into our show too right but, but I'm I, not but I also like, understand I, that, I understand that, um, the, the thing, like, for the fat, pl- past like five months like when people have called up and even brought my name up I'm like don't say that because he doesn't find it funny Kirk is like uh, is is upset by something that happened I don't know what it is I have no idea but he's really upset I can sense that he's upset mm-hmm. and so i don't know but i i like so i don't blame steve from pushing like 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 knifing us i don't i don't i don't take it personally i actually I do not um because if he wants to be more in that world it's like it is jarring emotionally for kirk to hear my name like i raised so i don't know what it is but somebody can ask him or or somebody can take a guess. I don't know. I should probably ask Colin. I don't have time to to, to find out. I don't, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Oh, sorry. It doesn't start there. It starts up here. Uh. That's what happens when you don't pay $40 for a new soundboard. Well, thank you so much for listening, everybody. Merry Christmas. Um, it was a good one. I had fun. Tom had fun. We're exhausted. Um, we... Our My wife got me a scale, by the way. Thank you, Alex. <laughs> Jesus. Time to get fatty and a reminder. It's a nice one. And yeah, one that, that, that sinks. It goes up to your weight, too, by the way. Good. 500? <laughs> this one syncs up with my phone, so I'll always be reminded. Oh, Jesus. Yeah, I think it would be good for you to track how things are going. <laughs> That's what my tight pants are the barometer of, Alice. I realize how things are going. I want you to have a little bit of a finer measurement. Um, I also got you a lamp that you liked, by the like way. like the lamp. Might be here soon. Say la vie. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. 
That's what you'll feel with Bolin Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bolin Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at bolandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.